So we've reached that part of the show on a Sunday, Sunday morning, sunrise show, where we take a look at scripture and just share some thoughts about it. Uh, this morning, we're looking at Luke chapter 15, verses 11 to 32, and that includes the story of the prodigal son, and it goes like this. Then he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not so many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would gladly would have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring out the fatted calf and kill it. Let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he is found. And they began to be merry. Now his older son was in the field. And as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, look, these many years I've been serving you, I've never transgressed your commandments at any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, son, you are always here with me, and all I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So, Pamela, what are your thoughts on this part of scripture? As recorded in Luke's gospel, this parable is the third that Jesus told in response to the indifferent attitude of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. They begrudged Jesus for meeting with tax collectors and sinners as they saw it. The first parable concerned the lost sheep and the shepherd that left the 99 to find that one sheep. The second is, a, is the woman with 10 silver coins. Upon losing one, she searched her entire house until she finds that one coin. In this story, we are told of two sons. One requested his inheritance before his father's death. And this is very disrespectful to the father and to the extent the older brother, as he's taken a share from the older brother before his father's death. He realized the errors of his ways and repented. The younger son said, Father, I have sinned against 
heaven and against you. Upon restoration, Jesus could have ended the parable there, but he goes on to tell of the older brother reaction. This reaction is what I want to focus on today. Prior to telling these particular parables, Jesus explained the cost of being a disciple. He paraphrases the words of the prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 6, verses 9 to 10, it states, Be ever hearing, but never understanding. Be ever seeing, but never perceiving. Make the heart of the, this people callous. Make their ears dull and close their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. Jesus said in Luke's gospel, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. I think this is important as the reaction to the other older brother is not explained and the story seems to be left unfinished. The older brother upon returning home is told that his younger brother is back and his father has slaughtered a fatter calf in celebration. Instead of going in and joining the celebration, he refused to go inside. His action is also very disrespectful to his father. I will hope that when someone comes to accept the Lord as our savior, we can all celebrate. The older brother was actually angry and said to the father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you, never disobeyed your orders, yet you couldn't even give me a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, he couldn't even acknowledge that this was his younger brother, acknowledge his relationship, who has squandered his, your property with prostitutes, now, I'm not sure how he knew that what the brother did. Did he check up on the brother? Or perhaps this is what he would have done if he had gone off with the money like the younger brother. Let's face it, we all have dreams about what we would do if we had a load of additional money. So what he says, his younger brother comes home, you kill the fatter calf for him. What about when someone has done you wrong and receives a celebration? Are you willing to join in that celebration for that person? Perhaps that person has wronged you and has not yet apologized to you. Can you celebrate with their success? With this addition to the story, I'm actually reminded of the story of Jonah. Not about the whale and Jonah finally doing what God asked him to do. I'm reminded of Jonah's reaction to the Lord's compassion in Nineveh. Instead of rejoicing that a great city repented and turned to the Lord, Jonah goes off in a sulk. Part of his rant to the Lord is, I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Shouldn't we celebrate these qualities about God? Remember, God has shown Jonah compassion after he had disobeyed him and restored the honor of, of Jonah being a prophet. Like the story of Jonah, the father leaves his son with a wise message. You are always with me. Everything I have is yours, but I love this word. To me, it means what I said before is true. Now hear the important part. We had to celebrate and be glad because your brother was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Also like the story of Jonah, we're not told what the son's response to hearing this wisdom from his father. Did he go in and celebrate with his younger brother? Did he apologize for being rude to the younger brother? We don't know. You could almost wonder why was it this added to this story of repentance? Well, it goes back to the audience of this story, the Pharisees and the teachers 
who begrudged sinners coming to hear the word. It goes back to our unforgiving heart. As much as God loves you, he also loves the person who hurts you. You are a child of God. The person who hurts you is your brother or sister in Christ. They are also a child of God. Will you have ears to hear? Are you coming into the celebration? Do you want to stay outside and with the bitterness? How will the story end for you? So this morning we've been looking at the, the story of the prodigal son, the parable that Jesus tells in Luke 15. It's a fairly well-known story. Uh, a, a quick Google search will bring it up as a TV series of the same name. But my engagement point with this illustration that Jesus tells in Luke 15 is the, the series of choices that the young man makes, that the, the young son makes. First of all, he decides that he's in charge. He's in charge of his destiny, of his fortunes. And he makes a very bold and actually quite a horrific stance against his father, basically saying to him, you're dead to me. And so he takes his inheritance early. Then he chooses to travel away and chooses to invest in the worldly things and experiences. In fact, the Greek says he wasted his possessions with riotous living, riotous living, whatever that includes. Uh, but he discovers quite quickly that these things and these experiences don't last and they don't offer what he was probably looking for into in the first place. The security, maybe fulfillment, self-esteem, perhaps even meaning to life. And it's only after experiencing great loss of wealth. In fact, he's lost his old earthly inheritance. He's lost his popularity. He's lost the ability to experience what he could at first. And so he comes to this realization that he's been searching in all the wrong places for success, for wealth, security and fulfillment. There was also a famine in the land at the same time. And so life became really tough. He chooses to find work and is left with no choice to work with the pigs, wishing that he could just eat the pig's food. Now, which to the Jewish audience, listening on to Jesus telling this story, uh, being just being near pigs would have been unthinkable. And this highlights the stark contrast, I think, between his former status as a wealthy heir and his slippery descent into an unthinkable position. And after his realization or revelation of looking in the wrong places, he realizes that the security, the love and the fulfillment he had was at his father's house. So he chooses to return to his father in complete humility and asks for forgiveness and asks if he can work as a servant in the household. And here I think Jesus is illustrating the, the requirement of complete humility of heart and recognition that if we approach God with the right heart, we will be welcomed back as a child. The parable isn't necessarily about spending all your money. It illustrates the deep desire that God has for us, that he has for you, even while we have been perhaps choosing to be far off from him and maybe walking back towards him. So I just want to encourage you this morning, no matter where you are in relation to God, whether you're close to him daily or maybe you don't give him a second thought. Whatever choices you've made in life, God is looking out for you to return to him. It says in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, 
but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And this is the gospel. This is the good news. Whatever choices we've made, no matter what we've done, if we're willing to swallow our pride and ask for forgiveness, God will forgive us and he will bring us into a close relationship with him. So do you feel a, a, a great way off from God today? Then make steps towards him. God is looking out for you now and is ready to welcome you home.